All right. Let me tell you what. We have the video, you know, that we show before the message, and that's because there is a flurry of activity happening backstage. People moving all over the place just trying to get things set up. But here we are. Take a deep breath. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and if you are new with us, you picked, I think, a great weekend to be here, although it's not a typical series that we're in where we're teaching um, from Scripture. In the summer, we like to do something a little bit different because people are in and out and here and there. And um, it, we did this two years ago, and now we're doing it again, taking an opportunity for a few weeks to have some folks from our church come up and sit down. It gives you an opportunity to meet them, but it also gives them an opportunity to share their story, their testimony. And that's one of the things we talk about is that your story and your testimony are not the same thing. Your story is what has happened, and your testimony is what God has done. And so those two things work together, but uh, we want to hear um, the testimony of some folks in our church. It gives you a chance to get to know them, but also to encourage you. And maybe there is something that they'll talk about today that uh, you connect with and might develop a relationship out of that. Um, but we're excited because today we have Jesse and Kayla McDonald with us, and they're our youth leaders. So let's make them feel welcome. All right. Are you comfortable? You guys yeah. good? Okay. <laughs> All right. It's, you know, you never know until you actually get up here and you sit down and the lights are on, you know? So um, we're glad that they're here with us today. They're fantastic, wonderful um, people. And as I said, our youth leaders, they'll share more about that today. So I don't want to say too much for them. But why don't you just start off by uh, introducing yourself and then talking a little bit about your spiritual background. Okay. So I grew up in Statesville, about 45 minutes from here. Um, I lived in Statesville my whole life until I went off to college. I went to Nashville, Tennessee. I have a brother, younger brother, and we just have a really tight-knit family. So as far as faith background, my family, we went to church every time the doors were open. Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, um, VBS, anything extra, we were there. And, sorry, pregnant. And I don't have breath. <laughs> yeah, if, if you didn't notice. <laughs> um, so faith was just a priority for our family. In church, in our home, everything. My parents were just, they just modeled that for us. And my dad was actually the deacon over children's ministry and youth ministry when we were growing up. Um, so that just showed, you know, my parents' passion for that to help children and youth to develop that relationship with God. Um, I also attended Bible camp every summer. So that was something that was a vital aspect of my life. And then we'll get into it more, but my um, making me want to work with youth. So, yeah, I was 14 when I was saved at Bible camp. So you were at Bible camp when you guys say you weren't at church, you were at Bible camp. That's awesome. So uh, my growing up was very similar. Um, family devoted to going to church. Uh, grown up in church, we were always at church when the doors were open. Uh, like Kayla said, Sunday, Wednesday, anything extra, any service projects, just whatever needed to be done, we were always there anytime those doors were open. And... You know, it was just a big priority for my parents, for our family, was to have us have a focus on God, have us have a relationship with God, have us just make God a priority in our life. And 
So I was actually saved at church. I was 10 years old uh, when, when I did that. And uh, like Kayla, I went to summer camp every year. And we actually went to the same summer camp, but we'll get further into that in just a minute. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> And one of the big things for me growing up was my youth group. And I had a very strong youth group, specifically through middle school and uh, the early half of high school. And there were five of us that were really close. We, we did everything together. So not only did we go to church together and do youth group and youth group activities together, anytime we wanted to do anything, we were together. Um, that was our you know, those were my people, those were our group of people, so if we wanted to go out to the movies one night, we went out, that's the group that we went out with. If we wanted to go bowling, that's who we went with. And so we were just very close. Up until probably my junior year of high school, and for various different reasons, we kind of went our separate ways, and ended up, because I kind of lost that community of people, uh, making some poor decisions, and really losing my relationship with Jesus during that time. Um, and then as got into college, and then eventually as Kayla and I started to date, she really pulled me back and really reconnected my, re encouraged me to rebuild my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. I, it's funny. We were, we were talking, and we are like, well, your story sounds a lot like Justin, like very similar to Justin, my story. I had the kind of the same thing. I, I was a part of church and, and always always there. My dad was the pastor, and so he was always there, and that was my friend group. Those were my people, and they always were. And I went to school, and I had friends at school, but they weren't like good friends. You know, my good friends were at church, and so very similar. And one of the things I love about um, when you guys have been sharing with me about your, about your parents, about the environments that you were raised in, um, is that is that the, the impact that your parents had on you, the, the faith impact was much bigger than just taking you to church. I mean, you talk about being there every time the doors are open, but you talk about VBS and summer camp and, and, and about you know, what you did at home and the fact that your parents made faith a priority in the family. And that ultimately was what set the model for you guys. And so and, uh, you know, there's a, there's a scripture that says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they old, they're old, they will not depart from it. Um, not a promise. Okay. A proverb, <laughs> not a promise. It's not a guarantee, but that's more than just, you know, teaching your kids Bible stories and, and making sure that they're at church every week or whatever. It's, it's what you guys were talking about. It's about your family making faith a priority in your home, that this is the most important part of, of who we are which is what led you guys to, to accept Christ as your Savior, even though we make mistakes and, and all of that. Um, and so that, that really uh, carried with you. Now, you said that you both went to the same summer camp, which sounds like a juicy story. So <laughs> what's the, did, is that where you guys met? So that is where we met. The funny thing is there were seven weeks of camp. I went week one. He went week three. So we didn't ever really run into each other until one year. Uh, it was a, a year that I was a kitchen worker, and of course, we all knew each other because we all went the same week, and there was a new guy, and we were like, who is that? Who's the new guy? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, and I never admitted this till we were married, but the first time I saw Jesse, I said, I could marry that boy. <laughs> and I convinced myself, nah, 
You know, my friends liked him. I wasn't getting into that. And so, you know, the years went on. We never talked. You know, we met. We never talked. And I became really good friends with his sisters. He became good friends with my brother. And every single year, so then I went and I was a counselor, and his sisters were in my cabin. And the middle sister, man, <laughs> persistent. I'll tell you, persistent. <laughs> she, I mean, every single year, every day, multiple times a day, you should date my brother. No. You should really date Jesse. No. Not interested. No. And that was my answer, always, no. And, I mean, she just, she just kept on. And it was not, she didn't do it, no. <laughs> She'd like to claim it, but anyway. So then you got to be good friends with my brother. And so they had that relationship. And just one summer after camp, I mean, years later, <laughs> I, we went home, and I asked my brother, I was like, so can I have Jesse's phone number? And, of course, being my brother, why do you want that? <laughs> so I started texting Jesse, which you probably wouldn't imagine that I started everything. And we kind of just went from there. Yeah, so you did meet at camp, but that's not really where the love blossomed. Although we know how love can blossom at summer <laughs> camp. We know how. In fact, I, in fact, I know we have some summer camp couples in our church, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, they're funny stories, but uh, so yeah, it was later, right? And then you guys started dating. You almost immediately went to college um, in Tennessee. So, you, so the first part of your relationship was long distance, right? So you you were long distance for a little while, for what, a couple of years. Yeah, right? a couple of years. Yeah, and then eventually Kayla came back, and you were finishing up school. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we started dating, and uh, like John just mentioned, we did date long distance for a little while. And then when Kayla graduated, she came back home, and I refused, we'll say refused, refused to get married until I graduated college, and... It was forever. <laughs> it, it was only a year. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so once I finished, we actually got uh, married right before I graduated um, in May of 2019. So, so um, you got married, so you'd met, you were, did long distance for a little while, and then you were, you were together. Now, we know, and I hope you know this, that that season of a person's life is a very difficult one. When, you, when you're a young adult, and if you've had a foundation of faith your entire life, and you had that friend group, and you had your parents, and they were helping to hold you accountable, and all those kinds of things... And then all of a sudden you're off on your own. You're trying to figure out how to be an adult and you get married. A lot of people struggle with that transition, particularly when it comes to their faith. It gets put on the back burner. So, um, so you guys are young. You've done long distance. You graduated college. Now you moved and you moved to South Carolina, right? Like Clover. Was it Clover? South yes. Carolina? Clover, South Carolina. So talk to us about what happened. What priorities did you have? How did, how did that go? So even before we got married, we had already made it a priority within our relationship to have God as a have God centered in our relationship and have him as a focus. Um, and so even before we moved into our first apartment, we were down uh, visiting different churches and the, we went down and visited a church one day and just, it was a small church. And so everybody met us because it was very obvious when somebody new shows up <laughs> and there's no hiding there. And then 
the preacher took us out to lunch and talking with them, and we let them know that you know we were moving in later that week, and so you know he got a couple guys from the church to come and help us move in, and just that just being embraced by that church right off the bat, we didn't even know them, we hadn't even decided if that's where we wanted to go or not yet, and so we hadn't even really gotten to know them until or before they just you know they volunteered their time and their effort to help us move in and get settled where we were um and you know so we've ever since we've been married like i said even before we got married we we made it a priority to put god first and to always seek god and to keep him centered in our relationship and we see and the main reason with that is because we've seen so many people who are our age, you know, in their mid-20s that just kind of fall off the face of the earth during this time, where their friend group becomes people outside of church or without a Christian background, and just people, specifically that 18 to 30-year-old group, really just kind of pulls out, and we wanted to make sure that didn't happen to us. We wanted to make sure we were still connected, that we had that community, and that we were devoted to God during that time period, and really just had, like I said, had that community where we had people around us to do life with. Yeah, and, and the sort of story that I hear all the time from people is, well, during my mid-20s or during my early 20s, I kind of did, went off and did whatever. And it almost always has to do with the influences that we choose to put around us and how intentional we are about those. And so kudos to you guys because you, you made the choice that I think most people don't make, which is to make sure that you were surrounded by um, that you were in fellowship um, during that time, and that helped keep your faith strong. Um, and so you went from South Carolina and moved around a little bit, so we'll fast forward through that without all the dates and places and everything. Um, you moved around a little bit and then eventually found a house in Granite Quarry that you wanted to buy. So um, you were buying that house or looking at that house, and you knew that, again, you were in transition and you needed to look for this community. So talk to us about what happened. So we bought our house in January of 21, but we couldn't move in to begin with because we needed to do some work on it. And so in that, you know, transition phase, Jesse actually started looking online for churches in this area um, because at that point I was just in an area where I was just stuck. And not that I didn't care, but I just didn't want to, I didn't want to put the effort forth. And so at that point, you know, Jesse's trying to help pull me out. And so he found CFC online, and we watched some online. And then when you guys came back and met in person for the first time, we were here, and Dennis was at the front door smiling and welcoming us, and he learned our names. And I wanted to be anonymous, like Jess talked about last week. I didn't want anybody to know I was here. I wanted to shoot out the door, and Dennis didn't let that happen. But... <laughs> I'm grateful for that because that was just something that we needed. And then groups came around. I did not want to be involved in a group. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to meet anybody. I just didn't. <laughs> and well, lo and behold, Lauren Collins reaches out and I'm like, okay, God, I see you. I'm not happy, but I see you. And so we ended up joining that group and Y'all, that was the best decision we could have made. The community that came from that group, the friendships, just everything from that has been so amazing. 
Yeah, God's, God has really used a lot of people from this church. You know, Dennis and Lauren are just a couple that we can think of right off the top of our head that has, he's really worked through them to make us feel involved and make us feel loved here, make us feel wanted here. And, you know, there's plenty of others here that have done that as well. But, you know, we can look back through just our own life right now and just see how important community has been and how important it is to have that faith-based community where everybody's got your best interest in, in mind. Everyone is looking out for you. Everybody wants you to build a, a deeper and closer relationship with Jesus and really just become more like him. And, you know, this is kind of <clears throat> one of the things we wanted to actually challenge everybody here to do is to really think about that group Think about your community and think about just what they've done for you, what you've done for them, and how you guys can work together to better each other. And then, you know, if you have that friend group and if you have that community, you know how important it really is and just how special that is to have. And so, you know, my challenge to you guys would be to kind of reach out and thank them. Or, you know, whether that's a text, a letter, just let them know in person, whatever it may be, just let them know that they're appreciated and that they've, they have had an impact on your life and that they're important to you. And then for those of us who might not have that, I also really want to point, just challenge you guys to find it. Um, you know, I'm, so one of the books I'm reading right now, it talks about doing hard things. And the book that this part that I'm in talks about how the hardest part about doing something new is that first step. And so find your first step, whatever that first step may be. If that's coming up to us and talking to us about, you know, hey, how can we get involved? If that's finding Jess, who's going to plug you in everywhere, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> and, or if that's just finding somebody else that, you know, just one-on-one -on -one that you guys can start that community Community doesn't have to be big. That's the great thing about it. And really just find those people that really want to encourage you and really want to help you grow and become more like Jesus. Um, one real quick story just about the community that we have here. Several months back now, to long story short, we had some problems at our house and we didn't have water for a short period of time. I don't know, two weeks or so. And, yeah, you know, not a long time. That's a short period of time. That's a long time to do that. <laughs> Couple weeks. And, uh, you know, our small group friends and just other friends came out of the woodwork early and were just like, hey, if you need to come over and cook tonight, you're welcome to come over and cook here so that way you can do your dishes. Or if you just have a pile of dishes you need to bring over, bring them over. If you've got laundry you need to do, which, you know, obviously we had laundry we needed to do, uh, you know, bring it on over. Um, you're welcome to use it whenever. We've got showers, whatever you need. And so just the community here and those people here that are just, that were so open and willing and just able to help us kind of get work through that as we figured out all the different issues. Yeah, it's it's amazing to, there's, there's a difference, okay, between choosing to live life socially, like choosing to live life 
and have friends around you and choosing to live life with community around you. Those are different things. And, and, if, and, if, and I, think, I think if that doesn't make sense to you, it's probably because you haven't experienced the difference between them. Living in community with people is what you guys were talking about. It's when you know that the people in your life have your best interest at heart, true best interest at heart, and you have their best interest at heart because you want to grow spiritually together. You want to learn together. You want to encourage each other. You want to develop Christ-like character together. You want to be moving in the spiritual journey together. And then those are the people around you that become the term we use, chosen family. Like really, be, In fact, we had family visiting us the other day, like, like last week. And I pulled out my chosen family shirt, and I was like, I hope they're not going to be offended by this. <laughs> or, you know, it's, it's, it's in addition to, not, in, not instead of. Um, but choosing to add these people in our life that, that we're growing with spiritually, we're moving forward together. We know that that's what we want for each other. There's no selfish motives there. And that when we need each other, our whole life, everything is, is open. So, yeah, if you need the shower, come take a shower. If you need, you know, you need to borrow the car, borrow the car. You need whatever. Just being generous with your entire life. And, and that's one of the things I love about our church and you guys, because you guys, you guys embody this too. Just the willingness to share and do whatever we got to do for each other. That's living life in community instead of just having friends. And, and that's what you guys have chosen to do. And that's really awesome. And uh, by the way, in case you don't know this, our goal is that nobody is allowed to stay anonymous in our church. (laughs) If if you want to just come in and float under the radar and be here at service, we just don't want to let you do that very long. If you want to do it for a little while while you're figuring things out and figuring out if this is the right church family for you, that's fine. But eventually you will get a target on your back. And the question will be, do you want to be a part of this thing? And not in a weird way, like you were telling the story of the church in Clover that just like the first week there, they were like, we'll send people over to your house. And I was like, I'm immediately doing the assessment like church or cult. What are we dealing with here? <laughs> Turns out church, which is great. <laughs> but they were like super eager, you know. So we aren't, you know, maybe aren't quite that eager, but still we want to make sure that, that, um, that you find community and, um, and here's the thing, and, and Jesse, we talked about this because you, you, you remember me saying this once and it had an impact on you. Um, but what, what I want for you and what our church wants for you and for you is to have a solid Christian community around you. That may be here. That may not be here. I don't care. The important thing is that for you, you need to have that kind of group of people in your life. So if it's here and in this church and through one of our groups or a team, that's awesome. That's why we do it. That's why we organize it, to make it possible for you to find that here. But if it's not here, if it's a group that you have outside of here, that's awesome too. The important thing is that you have those kinds of relationships in your life. So I want to reiterate what what Jesse said and what I know Kayla also agrees with, that if you don't have that, find it and take the first step. We have a little board at our house where we change out the little letters. It's like a little felt thing, and then there's little sticky letters that go on it, and the kids like to put things on it. And Josie put a phrase on there like three weeks, three, four weeks ago. It said, um, the, 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 the key to getting ahead is getting started. The key to getting ahead is getting started. And it was like three weeks before anybody changed that to something really weird and strange, which is what Jairus <laughs> likes to do. But uh, <laughs> the key to, to get getting yours. ahead is getting started. Um, and that's kind of what you said. You got you to actually get started. So you've, that's where you've been, and that's what you've gone through. Um, 
And that has all led you ultimately to what your ministry is, what you feel called to do, and that's to serve youth. And I think if you just even reflecting over what they've shared with us so far, you can see the elements of that already. But, but talk about um, why um, you decided to serve. Any th- oh, and I'm going to tell one story before you do that. Were you going to tell the story or am I going to tell the story? Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Jesse and Kayla, they mentioned that they, they first started joining us uh, right when we first started meeting after, um, after we came back from COVID. And, um, and uh, they came and they came for a couple of weeks and Jess came to me one week and she like elbowed me and she was like, you see them right there? Uh, like I hadn't even met you guys yet. Um, and, and she elbowed me and I, I said, yeah. She said, those are our youth leaders. <laughs> I was like, do they know that? <laughs> that's, one of the, that's one of the gifts Jess has, by the way. She can see things in people that sometimes they don't even see in themselves. So anyway, so we had, we had lunch with you guys um, shortly after that, and you asked about the youth group. And so we said, well, let's give them time. Let's, let's get them in. Let them get serving. Let's make sure their heart's in the right place and everything. We don't put people in leadership until we really have a good idea of their character. And, and um and it kind of went from there. So why don't you talk about your, your passion for youth ministry, how you got there, and what you, what you see happening. So going back to camp, I think that's really where mine started. I started going to camp, I think I was probably eight years old as a camper. But, you know, that first year I realized that I could um, do these other positions, you know, kitchen worker, counselor, like these other people who were mentoring me so that I could help and mentor the other students. And so right then and there, I decided, hey, that's what I want to do. And so just being able to work through that position of a kitchen worker and then a counselor and pouring into these students and helping them with their relationship with God and just growing and growing that community there at camp that they could also just take away and still have that community was kind of where that came from for me. And for me... While camp did play a big part of it, um, as I mentioned earlier, I came from a church that had a really strong youth group. Um, We had, we got together all the time, and so really that's really where mine came from, because I can see that transition in my life where I went from having that community based out of, based on Christianity, to, and how I acted and how I felt and what I did, to that transition of where I, that time period where I didn't have that community based in church and based on God. And I can see how I acted and how I felt and just the things that I did and the decisions I made during that time. And, you know, so I just, I really want the youth group to have the opportunity to have that community and to know what community is so that they're always striving for it. And one of the other things that I really, one of the, one of my youth leaders once said that for us as youth, it's now our faith. It's no longer mommy and daddy's faith. It's now your faith. Granted, you know, Have that and be able to build that with him, with Jesus and grow and become more like him. And so that's really one of our main focuses in youth group. And we wore these shirts on purpose. We didn't just accidentally twin. These are our youth. 
<laughs> These are our youth group shirts, and so, you know, all the cool kids have them. So, you know, that's one of our big focuses in youth is just to really help the youth build their own faith and build their relationship with Jesus. That way they, again, they know what community is so that when they graduate high school, they know what to look for and they can continue to strive for it and grow and become more like Jesus. Yeah, it feels, it feels I mean, I, I guess in a little, little, feels cliche, but it is absolutely true that when you're in those years, middle school, high school, and then like early adulthood, who you surround yourself with is maybe the most important determining factor in the path that your life takes. It, it makes all the difference in the world. And I can look back and I, I bet anybody who has passed that phase can look back and see the people that they surrounded themselves with for better or for worse and see how that impacted and directed and, and led your life, which is why sometimes as parents, we so harp on who our kids' friends are. <laughs> you know, we spend so much time and sometimes as kids, you're like, mom, dad, leave me alone. Like, you know, it's because we see what a big uh, influence that is. And so... Yeah, you, you, you've seen that in yourself, and you want to help create that with them. So. Yeah, absolutely. And so for those of you out here who are a not a part of youth group, be there <laughs> because it's awesome. I mean, we, we have a lot of fun. We've got a meeting in a couple weeks just so parents to learn more about youth and what we're doing this fall and just everything that's going to go into it and kind of just our process and what we're doing. So... We really want everyone to at least attend that meeting and learn more about youth. And then uh, we're going to kick off with a Lake Day in a few weeks. So, yeah, we just really want everyone to be there. And you'll get a cool T-shirt. So That's right. And I know that lake party is a lot of fun. I don't go, all right, but, uh, but I saw the pictures last year, and it looked like a real blast. Um, if somebody wants to serve with youth group, who do they need to talk to? Talk to you? Talk to you? Just talk to you guys. Thank right? you with us. Yeah, just talk to Jesse and Kayla if that's someone you want to serve. Maybe you have a similar story to them or you have a passion for youth for one reason or another. Um, I love, this is one of the things I love about you guys, and I just want to thank you for this in front of everybody, even though you probably don't want me to do it. Um, what we wanted for our youth group, I might get emotional about this here. Um, from when we started our church, our our our, our Part of our vision was to create a place where families would grow and, and be strengthened. And that's why we started the Family Center. And it's always been a very important part of, what, of who we are, uh, right, at the, right at our heart. And, um, but when we started, we didn't have a youth group. And we didn't have a youth group because we didn't have the right people to lead the youth group. We didn't have people that were passionate about it, that were, that were dedicated to it. Because when it comes to students, you can't have people just come in and go in and go out and be here and then be gone. Like that, it's a big trust building time in your life. And so um, we needed stability. We needed people that we knew had the right heart. And so for the first few years, we had really no or very little youth group to speak of. And people would constantly ask us that, when are we getting a youth group? When are we getting a youth group? And the answer was always the same. When we have the right leaders, we'll get a youth group. And we had people who left our church because they wanted to be at a church that had a stronger youth group which is great. I want them to be in a church where they have a strong youth group. If that's their passion for the kids, we just didn't have it. And so we sort of, and this has been one of our patterns as a church, we will sit under the pressure of a decision like that or a need like that rather than put the wrong person in the position too quickly. And 
when you guys came into our church, it was very clear to us, even though we had a group of people that had started gathering the youth, it didn't really have the same kind of focus. Um, and when we met you and got to know you, it became clearer and clearer and clearer that you were the ones that God had brought to us for this season for now. And I have been so thankful for the, the heart that you've brought to youth group. One, that your goal is not only to develop relationships between the kids, but ultimately it's to disciple them. And that that's job number one. And relationships and the fun and all that kind of stuff is job number two. So I appreciate your heart on that. It's, and I think we share that. And um, the other thing is I'm so thankful for the initiative that you guys have taken to plan things, to schedule things, to make stuff happen. Um, things like going, they just went mini golfing. Was that the last one? You guys went to Jocko's and went mini golfing together. It's little stuff like that, that relationship building stuff. And guess what? Guess what's planned for the fall? Camp. <laughs> all right. So it's not a, it's not a week long summer camp, but it's going to be a weekend camp uh, working on all the details for that. And that's going to be that's going to be an incredible weekend. And so thank you for your heart in that and your your willingness. And as somebody who has kids in the youth group, I fully trust you guys um, as you do that and disciple our kids and everybody else who is so faithfully serving along alongside of you. So thank you guys so much. Can we thank them for sharing their story with us today? All right, so let's let's uh, let's pray. Close our time um, together. Although Jesse, you're coming up to say, are you coming up after this? Yes. Okay. So I well, I said we're going to pray to close. I don't want you to leave. All right, because Jess is going to share a couple things with us before we go. All right, so let's pray. Father, thank you so much um, for the love that you have for us, for the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, His resurrection on the third day. The knowledge that we have that if we put our faith in Jesus for salvation, not by works, but by faith, if we put our faith in Jesus for salvation, we become your child. We know we spend eternity with you. And so we thank you for that today, for so many people in our church that have made that decision, for Jesse making that decision, for Kayla making that decision, and then the decision to give their life over to you, to walk in fellowship with the church, wherever, whenever that was, whoever it was, to walk in fellowship with the church, to commit themselves as a couple, as a pair, to honoring you with their life and with their relationship, to the commitment that they have already made, to the new addition coming to their family, to raise their child with the same priority and commitment as they were raised, that there would be a legacy of faith in their family, that they have dedicated themselves to serving the students and youth of our church, to discipling them and showing them what a life of faith looks like, what a life of community looks like. We are so thankful for that, and we thank you as you empower them and lead them and guide them as they do that. God, I lift up to you right now the youth of our church, these growing adults that are learning about who they are and who they want to be and what kind of life they want to live and what they're going to hope in and who they're going to put their faith in 
who they're going to surround themselves with and build community with. And God, we lift them up to you because ultimately you're the one who leads us through the power of your spirit and you lead them. And we thank you for people like Jesse and Kayla and all the others that serve in our youth ministry that are trying to show them what real life looks like and help them to work through those questions and work through those things that are going on in their life to help them build the kinds of relationships that are truly going to lead them to you and to faithful living in your eyes. And so we thank you for all of that. We commit them to you. We thank you for everything you're doing in our church to draw us together and to create fellowship and growth and and encouragement as we together, as a family, in your name, follow you and commit our lives to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.